On today's episode, we are going to take a look at one of my favorite stocks out right now. This is one I can easily say is one of the top five growth stocks for growth investors right now. And that is C-Limited, ticker SE. And this company just reported earnings and is up 8.7% after earnings. And that's after having a nice run-up for the past few months. And today's episode, I'm going to break it down into the following. First, if this is your first time learning about C, I'm just going to do an introduction on C stock, what they do, what type of markets they hit. Then after that, we're going to take a quick look at their earnings, um, just quick results, take a look at their future expectation growth, and take a look at their past growth as well. And then I'm going to take a look at their earnings highlights um take a look at some financial documents and at the end i'm just going to give my thoughts on the company and if you are new to my channel if you are a long-term investor and if you like to learn about growth stocks make sure to hit the subscribe button and you know what actually that's my usual intro but today i'm gonna say screw it i'm gonna talk my ish right now so c is a company that i've been talking about since may early in may i did a, a talk about it how it was in my portfolio and it was sitting eight be, below a hundred dollars. I have posted more videos about C throughout the time when it was 120, when it was 115. I have posted a lot of information on C. And C is not the only one. I talked about Spotify when it was below 150. I talked about Huya plenty of times when it was in the 14s, in the 15s, in the 16s. I talked about space when it was in the teens. I've talked about apps. Many co- people don't know about apps. It's gone a hundred percent in the past few months and i've talked about it there i talked about what else have i talked about i talked about celsius when it was in the 11s right now sitting in the 22s i've talked about google and facebook when the whole drama with them was coming out and there's so many more that i can name and i'm not trying here to brag it's just and i'm not here trying to brag at all i just wanted to talk my ish because seeing a company like this eight being up eight percent seeing my spotify up a hundred percent seeing fastly docusign seeing all these companies that i have talked about in the past month just in the past months have done amazing and like i said i'm even though i'm new to this youtube stuff i'm probably about a year old in this youtube stuff i've been investing for about six or seven years so if you want to learn about growth stocks if you want to learn if you are a long-term investor make sure to hit that subscribe button and that's it that's all my ish let's get this episode started and you know i'm saying all this and it's not like i'm trying to sell anybody anything right over here all the information that i provide it's free i have a discord channel i don't have a private discord channel i have a discord channel which is free to anybody that wants to join i have a newsletter you can hit me up on twitter you can hit me up on the youtube comments you can hit me up wherever i all the information that i provide here is free i will not charge you guys from anything because at the end of the day i am by no means a professional and none of this should be taken as advice my past results does not mean anything compared to my future results and everybody should understand that and like i said i have also taken a nice amount of losses but those losses do not overtrump my winners and that's the great thing about investing you don't have to have every single winner in the market you can have you can even if you have some losing stocks if your winners keep on winning those are gonna overthrow your losers and like i said i'm here for the long-term game and and i i'm just happy to be able to share this with you guys so thank you so much for everybody that's supporting
All right, so first let's just start off with the price, the price performance for this company. Right now, C is sitting at $145 and it has a market cap of about $62 billion. And this, this I still believe right now it's still undervalued compared to the markets that it's hitting. And we're going to talk about that in a bit. And in year to date, C has returned 264% to investors. All right, C is a Southeast Asian um, company. They are in three markets. The three markets that they're in is pretty simple. They're in digital entertainment, which is gaming, esports, and other social platforms. Then they're also in the e-commerce world with Shopee. And they're also in the fintech world with C-Money in the digital financial service. So they're hitting three markets that right now are just booming with the, with the way the market's going, right? Gaming, we, if you guys, gaming, the closest thing I want to say would be an Activision. Shopee would be the the e-commerce version of Amazon. And then C-Money would be similar to like Square or Cash, um, Cash App or PayPal. So they are in three markets right now that are just booming right now. So that's pretty much all you need to know about C. The main areas that they hit is Southeast Asia, Taiwan, Singapore, um, Indonesia. Some of their applications for example their their granted their digital entertainment hits other markets as well it hits india hits latin america and these are places that they're seeing strong growth in all right so let's start off by taking a look at their earnings results so see right now um they reported earnings august 18th early morning they reported quarter two gap earnings per share of negative 68 cents which missed by three cents and it might be like jose why the heck are you showing me a company that's not making money right now and they actually missed earnings per share and how are they even up eight percent after missing their earnings per share and that's the great thing about growth stocks right we're going to take a quick look later on at the future growth of this company but normally with growth stocks when you start off you're going to start seeing high revenue growth and as the years progress they're going to start getting better earnings per share as as the as things can continue to get better right amazon is the perfect example amazon was not making money for numerous years as things continue to progress, as they become more uh, a more of a market leader, they start to collect more earnings, more revenue, and it starts to become positive net income. And that's what the expectation is with most growth companies. We can see revenue for this company for this quarter was $1.3 billion. That is up 94% compared to the same time last year. And it actually beat expectations by $230 million. And that's the important part, right? Even expectations, if you guys don't know, analysts every 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 day or so, they might update their expectations. So even though we have seen previous companies like Amazon, um, like Mercado Libre, all done amazing in revenue growth, analysts that update almost on a daily basis still did not were not correct with their with their analysis. So it is still impressive that C was able to beat the expectation in revenue, even though so many e-commerce companies have already gone through. Quarter two adjusted earnings, which, and this is before all types of expenses were up, were was actually positive 7.7 million. Um, and this was better than the overall expectations of 41 of a negative 41 million dollar loss in adjusted earnings to me i'm not a huge fan of adjusted earnings i really worry more about gap earnings for share and i just want to see the overall trend over years 
All right, so next I want to take a look at their future growth. What is C expected to do? The first thing I'm seeing is C is expected to grow its revenues dramatically over 28.6% on average annually for the next three years, right? This doesn't mean for the next three years it's only going to grow 28.6%. Maybe year one it might grow 80%, maybe year two it might grow 15% and maybe year three might go 10%. I don't know if that math math adds up, but on average for the next three years, it's expected to grow 28.6% annually on average. And that is what we call a growth stock. So growth stock, many people consider a company that's growing its revenue annually over 20%. And this is growing faster than the industry and it's growing its revenue faster than the markets. Next, let's take a look at their earnings. Their earnings are also expected to grow a lot faster than the market. But unfortunately, remember, I told you this company right now is not making money. So usually when you're not making money, it's a lot easier to grow your earnings, right? You can go from negative 10 cents to negative 5 cents to 0 cents a lot faster than probably going from 0 cents to 5 cents to 10 cents. Um, so one thing is this company is not expected to make money anytime soon. And it, but it is expected to be profitable by the end of December 30th, 2022. So that's about two years from now, right? And this is, it depends on the type of investor you are, right? For me, I don't mind investing in companies that are high growth in markets that are seeing strong growth throughout the upcoming years. I am very bullish in the e-commerce. I'm very bullish in the fintech. I'm very bullish in the gaming. So for me, this is hitting all the marks. It is also expected to be profitable in less than three years. That's usually my that's usually my cutoff. If you're not going to be profitable within three years, there's a few exceptions, right? But if you're not going to be profitable within three years, then it's time for me to go on to the next one. Um, so right now we're seeing strong expectation growth for SE and it's expected to be profitable in the upcoming years. Next, I wanted to take a look at past growth for this company. And we can see SE has been just a monster in the past. In the physical year of 2019, it grew its revenue 161% compared to 18. In 2018, it grew 100% year over year. So in the past two years, it has doubled, each year has doubled its revenue nonstop. And just this quarter ago, this quarter again, it did it one more time. Um, and if we take a look here, I was talking about the gross margins, right? At the moment, this company, if we take a look at gap earnings per share, it's still unprofitable in the past three years, but we can see their profit margins are improving over time and here let me actually show you guys a perfect example of what i expect growth companies to do this is square so square you can see right throughout the originally square was not profitable things begin to change and they start to become profitable its most recent physical year full physical year of 2019 it became profitable and gap earnings per share so this is what you expect growth companies to to do that and this is what you consider a growth investors investors that don't mind paying right now for a company that is expected to grow later on all right so now let's take a quick look at some of the highlights for this earnings the first thing we want to see is like I mentioned, revenue for this company was close to $1.3 billion. And this is pretty much broken down into two segments. The first segment is called the digital revenue, and that made up over half of it. It made up $716 million of that $1.3, and that's up 62% year over year. Then we have their e-commerce, which grew 189% year over year, and is up to $510 million. The total gross market value of items sold was up 110 percent to eight billion dollars and that's super strong for for e-commerce that gmv value means the amount of products sold 
throughout their their throughout their product. So what's the best metric you can see that a lot of people are buying in your e-commerce website that a lot of people are selling? It's by seeing the amount of value of growth of of gross value being sold in there. And for it to be up 110%, it means it has doubled the amount of products, maybe not the products sold, but the money transferred in the past year. Cost of revenue has also increased dramatically. Cost of revenue is up 101% and it's up to almost $700 million. And that's a huge portion, but right now it's partially driven by an increase of logistic costs related to the e-commerce growth. And this is one thing I want to say. E-commerce right now, there have been many companies out there. We have Amazon, we have we have Mercado Libre, we have so many different market market stories, right? That show that this e-commerce market works. It right now it is pretty it, it, it starting off it ends up being pretty negative and margins are usually pretty low but they are profitable and right now what c needs to do is make sure they continue to be the leader because as you continue to see this growth you're going to continue to see those profits in the future so i actually wanted to take a look at their earnings call there's a few um there's some things that i thought were pretty interesting in their call and let's see I, i've highlighted them for you so we don't have to take a look at everything the first thing i want to tell you guys is they mentioned that even though the markets that they're hitting right now most of those markets have had the social distancing or the strict lockdowns have been have been lifted um in the middle of second quarter uh, of this earnings they are still seeing huge growth on it so a lot of people are saying jose once everything starts to go back to normal these companies are gonna fall back to where they were at I do believe there might be some form of rubber band effect where they're pulling away too hard right now and eventually it might pull back, but I don't think it would ever go back to the mo- to the moment it was in March. Now these companies from e-commerce, from, from e-payments, e-gaming are going to be ahead of their time. And, and that's what we're seeing. That's what they're seeing right now as things are being lifted, as restrictions are being lifted, they're still seeing huge demand in the second half of the quarter, which which had the lifting already happening in their markets. The other thing I wanted to mention is a lot of people were asking about C and what was what makes them different from their competitors. And they do mention that they are the leader growth within their market. And this gives them a lot of opportunities. They are a leading growth, so they're growing super fast. What does them growing super fast means? It means private investors. It means other investors are more willing to invest in them than in their competitors. This allows them to have more room to to uh, to collect more money and to continue to reinvest in themselves. Right? It's a turning wheel, and that's what we're seeing with C. They're grabbing that money. They're focusing on reinvesting themselves and growing that market and growing that market until that wheel becomes super big and they become super profitable. Another thing they see um, is another question that was asked was, "What makes their digital financing service C money?" different from all the other competitors out there and this i thought was an amazing response they said that the other yes there's other competitors out there and they're doing okay but c money is integrated with garena which is their digital services and it's also integrated within their Shopee, which is their e-commerce so there's so many more uses for 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 their for their c money opposed to just e-wallets that more people are are coming into those markets as well because there's so much more uses for it um, and again that continues to 
have that wheel spinning? And I think those were the two questions that I thought were pretty interesting um, to say none the least. And like I said, if you guys are enjoying the content that I provide, make sure to hit that subscribe button. All right, so next we're taking a look at their presentation. And I just, we already talked about a lot of the stuff. I just want to show you something a little bit more of their growth. So first in their digital entertainment um, user base, base, you can see in second, they grew their Quarterly active users grew 61% compared to the same time last year. Their quarterly paying users also grew 91% compared to the same time last year. We can see gross orders for their e-commerce grew 150% compared to the same time last year. And their GMV grew 110%. This is just a ridiculous growth stock. And, and let me say, right, companies like this with growth stocks tend to be very volatile. And that's okay with me. I am here for the long-term game. So even if the stock pulls back to $100, I, I might sound uh, selfish right now, but I would not mind that. I would use that time to build up more shares, to build up my, my portfolio even more with C. And like I said, I don't mind the volatility. As a long-term investor, it's funny. I, I don't, the only time I'm ready for that stock price to be up dramatically is when I'm ready to sell. Before then, I wish the stock price stays down so I can continue to continue to buy. And look, this is like I was mentioning how, how their C money is, is integrated with other platforms. In Indonesia, 45% of the gross orders that they had on their e-commerce Shopee were paid through C money, their fintech. So that that just shows you the power of their mobile wallet and the growth in there. And actually, right here, I want to. All right, so all right, so now let's take a look at their financial documents. First, let's start off with what we call the income statement. Then we're going to take a look at their balance sheet and the income statement. We're comparing it right now compared to same time last year. And I want to show you guys this this growth happening within this company. First, let's. Sh I want to show you the amount of revenues broken down by products and the cost that those revenue is meant. Let's take a look at a year ago. A year ago, they made about $229 million in digital entertainment. That 229 costed them about $100 million for, for that profit. So that ended up giving them a gross margins in digital entertainment of close to 120 million. Let's take a look at this quarter in service revenue. Service revenue grew by over 130, 150 million compared to a year ago, but their cost of revenue only grew by about 60 million. So now their gross margins increased, their gross profits for their digital entertainment it is a lot higher. Where last year I mentioned they were 130, this year they're more like 230. So you can see that strength of their digital entertainment. Now let's take a look at their e-commerce. Their e-commerce back then um, was their e-commerce and other services last quarter revenue, last year's revenue was 165 million. The total amount to make those sales was 198. So it was completely negative, a huge percentage negative. But let's take a look. This year is 364 million and it costed them 388 million. So we can see the more they start to sell, the closer they get to becoming profitable. And that's that's the strong the strength of right now them pushing that wheel that I've been talking about. We can see they are they have increased their expenses. They're spending more money on sales and marketing. Here they're they're spending more money on advertisements. 
on influencers they're spending more money on general administrative they're growing so they need more employees they're spending more money on research and development they have to spend more money to make more games to make sure that the logistics of their e-commerce are doing well to make sure the integration within their other platforms with all their platforms are working bug free so this this growth here even though most people don't like to see expenses going unfortunately they are in a market that you have to keep spending money you have to keep in innovating to make sure you become a profitable company all right so now let's take a look at the balance sheet this for me is my favorite document to take a look at i feel like you can learn so much here so the first thing is we're comparing this to about six months ago which was their end of the physical year of 2019 the first thing i see is there was a nice boost in cash by about 400 mil 300 million dollars there was also an increase of about $240 million of restricted cash. And this restricted cash tells me one thing, that this company most likely did some form of offering. They most likely did some form of, of senior notes to be able to increase that cash. Uh, so then we can see total current assets. It's not something I'm too too really worried about. It did increase. The most, most of it is coming from cash and cash equivalents growing by about 300 million and restricted cash growing by about 200 240 million so that's about a 500 million increase there there have been other increases here um the prepaid expenses so prepaid expenses grew 300 million year 300 million compared to six months ago and this just means that they're paying their bills a little bit earlier so we're not going to see that expense anytime in the future that's good to see Total assets, total assets has increased by about $1.4 billion compared to the same time last year. Unfortunately, um, we can see most of it coming from that cash that we saw up there, um, but we see a, a huge increase of goodwill, which to me is fake assets. That increased by about $200 million, but still an increase of about $1.4 billion in total assets compared to just six months ago. The next thing I want to take a look at is their liabilities. The last, so even though we saw assets increase by 1.4 billion, the last thing we want to see is total liabilities not increase by that same amount of value. And obviously, if we um, looking at it now, that was actually uh, a bad thing to say, right? Because total liabilities have increased by 1.7 billion dollars. So you might be like Jose, holy smokes, they're growing their liabilities faster than their cash, than their total assets. This is horrendous. And uh, the first thing I want to say is deferred revenue. Deferred revenue is money that has come in, but it has to be in a liability real quick. I can explain this a little bit better. Let's take a look at, at Netflix. So let's say Netflix, right? You pay Netflix a 12-month subscription, but you've only used them for one month. So deferred revenue would be that 11 months that they have yet to provide your service for. So some form of subscription service is deferred revenue. But look, that makes up $400 million in there. And in non-current and in non-current current deferred revenue, that makes up $1.2, $1.3 billion of, of liabilities is deferred revenue. That to me is fake liabilities. So at the end of the day, deferred revenue, taking a look at both current and past re and, and long-term deferred revenue makes up close to $1.8, $1.7 billion. So that means that this company's total liabilities is a lot closer to $4 billion. That to me is, is a huge change and that, that's a great thing to see. But we can see, right, this company did take more convertible notes um, this past year. These convertible notes is a way companies take out loans 
Um, so that increased by about $700 million this quarter. Again, I'm not against that. A company growing growth right, um, growing its debt right now as it continues to grow. But certain investors might, and that's understandable. Every investor has a way to invest and continue to do you, continue to do you. All right, so that's it for today's episode, right? Now let me just give my quick thoughts on the company. First, C is to me one of the top five growth stocks easily right now in the market. For me, I I do believe I'm going to continue to add even as it goes up, but 100% sure if it drops, if it dips, it's one I'm putting. If I don't have cash available, I don't mind selling out of some positions to increase my position in there. At the same time, let's let's say I wasn't. A lot of people might be asking this. Let's say if I didn't have a position in C, how would I play C? I dollar cost average on a weekly basis, right? I don't have unlimited funds. So every week I put like five, six hundred dollars in the market on a weekly basis. So for me to go in all at once is almost impossible since my money is always working. So with C, let's say I believed it was overvalued. At the moment I don't, I would do that. Every week I would put x of that amount of money that i'm putting into the market into c and build up my position over time some weeks i might buy high some weeks i might buy low to me that's my preferred method because i i just don't think i have the the guts and, and the stomach to go in at like 20 percent of my portfolio at once because right if you go 20 percent at once yes if it goes up dramatically in, in in a day or in a week you might feel amazing but if it trickles down, and most of the time I'm wrong and it's going to trickle down, I'm going to have to see my portfolio go down. So to me, I don't mind dollar cost averaging. Again, different investment styles for different people. All you, you need to understand the type of way you invest to go. Remember, at the end of the day, none of this is advice and this is just my opinion. But C is in the markets that I'm completely bullish on. The e-commerce, the e-gaming, and the fintech. So I hope you guys enjoyed today's episode. Like always, take care, have a good night, and see you next time.